0: The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Our world is always so rush, rush. We can never get any personal time to ourselves, let alone those that we love. Welcome to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray our mission to reintroduce kindness and compassion to our busy lives. Remember when life was so much simpler? Gabriella and her guests today will pick up the ball of human kindness and by doing so, empower you to make changes in your own life. And now, here is Gabriella Von Ray.
2: Hi, everyone, and welcome to another show with my radio You're going to um, not understand that I do a show once again on bullying, but to tell you the truth, it just doesn't seem to stop. It's getting worse and worse, and I have two guests here with me today that I'm gonna introduce in a second, but let's not forget that this is officially National Awareness Anti-Bullying Month, and it is really too bad that all the bullying and all the suicides due to bullying keep happening. Kathy and Ashley are my guests today. Ashley, welcome, and welcome, Kathy. Thank you. Thank you. So Ashley is actually, I met Ashley through Facebook, and from then on, Ashley is sort of avalanche, like a snowball of things happen. Uh, you happened to be in Davenport, and I was on my way home, and I saw a heart-wrenching post. You know, it's it's a mom's worst nightmare when your child gets assaulted on the way from school home. Tell us a little bit about that, Ashley.
3: Well, my son is on the autism spectrum and has been bullied going on three years now by the same group of children. And they one of them threatens all the time to follow him at home and beat him up. And... That child did follow through with that threat on October 11th. My son was riding his bike. The child came up behind him, punched him in the back of the head, knocking my son off of his bike, and then the child punched him in his face. This was witnessed by a parent who then took, the, took my son back to the school because he was scared that he was too dizzy to ride his bike. And from there, I was contacted by the school to let me know the incident had occurred.
2: That is absolutely terrible. But what you're saying sounds even more horrific. You're saying that your child has been bullied for over three years. And to me, that sounds horrendous because, as you know, I'm a prevention anti-bully expert, and I really want to prevent it. So how come this escalated? What what? Nobody did anything. Nobody can stop these two children. And could you tell me the age of your son?
3: Um, my son is 12 years old. And
2: 12 years old. Yes. I believe the other boy old. is around he the same sh- age. So this started at the age of nine, basically. Yes. But that, that's terrible. This is elementary school, and now he's in middle school. Is that correct? Yes. But how can people not, um, you know, I I always have the same thing that I advise. The first thing I advise is to go to the parents of the child. But I already know your story, but I want for the listener to, for you to tell it, for you to actually be able to get your story out there. I think you went to the family of the the bully, didn't you?
3: Yes, I I did. I I knocked on on the door and the grandmother of the bully answered and I asked her if she was aware that her grandson had assaulted my son after school and then she laughed at me, shooed her hand at me and said, oh, well, he only hit him one time. And I was shocked um, at that statement and I just said to her, you know, with that kind of attitude, I see exactly where he gets it from, and there's no point in talking to you. So I went straight down to the police department to file charges against this boy.
2: Yeah. And what happened? Because I feel that most, and this is why I want to help you and your child, because someone needs to help you not to get the runaround. I mean, someone needs to advocate for this child, right? Right. But you feel like you've gotten the runaround from one institution to the next. Is that correct? Yes. So tell me a little bit, first of all, how, how can the school help in this matter?
3: Well, they did tell me that they removed two of the boys from all of my son's classes and that it would be safe for him to return to school. And I still kept him home for a couple days after that because the bruise was, was very prominent on his face and I, I didn't want them to have a reason to pick on him. So I did return him to school three days after they told me it was safe and come to find out this bully was in my son's first three classes and he bullied him from the time he walked in the classroom Um, he was allowed to do and say things to my son throughout the day, which caused my son to run away after school. And I I did not know where he was. I searched for him for 45 minutes before I got a phone call from my mother who told me he, he had ran all the way to her home because he was so scared after school that he did that's, not wait for me.
2: That's, that's absolutely mind-boggling to me. It's terrifying. First of all, you do not seem to know where your child is. Right. Are you telling me that the school didn't even know where your child was either?
3: No, I called them. They, they did not know where he was. They told me they were going to do an all-call over the speaker phone to, to ask him to come to the office if he mm-hmm. was still in the building. And I, and I came inside the office myself and left my phone number there so that if he did show up, that, that they could contact me immediately. And um, he they didn't contact me. My mom did, and, and we found out <laughs> that he ran to her home. But that's something he's never done before. He He's never even walked to her house by himself. I don't even know how he knew how to get there.
2: It's the one person that he said is going to help him. I, I'm sure he thought that. But right now we're October 25th. What solution is there for you? Because you were told that there wasn't going to be um, the bullies in his classes, and they were. So you couldn't, right. couldn't trust that. And you had, of course, told your son the same thing. So he must have been scared when he saw them. And and now we are so many days later. I know your son isn't in school. So how are we going to solve this? How is the school going to help you? Do you need to file... For uh, assault charges with the police, what 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 was your next step?
3: Well, I had already filed charges with the police department, and they told me that I cannot press charges against this boy because the school had already suspended him for one day, mm-hmm. and um, that the school is responsible for the children when they leave school until the time they get home, even if they're walking or riding the bike, this is what I was told. Mm-hmm. So I then set up a meeting with my son's school to set up a safety plan, and they didn't come up with one idea on how to keep him safe. I came up with all the ideas. But then I was also made aware that, um, that they don't have enough teachers to accommodate the safety plan which means that um, no matter what, my son has to have a class with one of his bullies. And to me, that's not safe because he was attacked by each one of these students and assaulted, you know. So to me, how do they expect my son to
4: fully to feel safe. focus
3: on his work if, if he's sitting across the room from his attacker? I just don't see that being safe
2: no, okay, I also okay. don't understand how your son how you can keep your son from not being scared. That that would be my big worry too, because yeah. you want your son to be safe. But sure. my question to you, Ashley, and this is a question I've asked you before, but this is especially for the listener. How is it possible that when he went back to school after this assault, where were the teachers during the classroom teaching part of that? Hour that your son could have been bullied instantly again.
3: Well, they they all claimed that they didn't uh, see anything, but my son told me that during first period when his teacher had went in the closet to get something, that is when the bully um immediately told the class to look at his face and and also said some horrible things that i probably cannot say on the radio <laughs> <laughs> okay
2: but, I do know from you, and I want the listener to know that out there, is that a lot of these young children, because they're very young, say things that have a lot of sexual innuendos. Yeah. And that your boy, and to tell you the truth, I wouldn't have known any of these words under 15 either. Um, And so today it's earlier and earlier, but you feel also that that was very confusing for him, right, to get these messages and these words thrown at him that he didn't even know the meaning of. Yes, yeah, it, yes. It's, it's
3: totally changed his, his outlook on things. Uh, he didn't even know certain things that he does now, now, he knows now because of these children saying horrible, horrible things uh,
2: to him. Yeah. It's it's pretty terrible, but um, the good part is I, I'm kind of glad that your son didn't know what it meant. I always think that's that's a nice thing that they don't know, but how are we going to know, and, and I want to help you with this, how are we going to keep your child safe? Because you have a job, like all parents, you have to work, and so... You cannot always be there in the classroom. And if I understood correctly, there's a system in place that when, he, when your child is ready to come back, that he would leave class 5 to 10 minutes early. Is that correct? To go from classroom to classroom?
3: Yes, that is something that we came up with.
2: Um, the only. Do thing you like that solution?
3: To, to an extent... I wish there was more they could do um, because they did say that that would be times that nobody would be in the hallways. And I'm pretty sure that after a while of this routine, the bullies would be aware and possibly ask to go to the bathroom during these times or... I was just concerned with them telling no me nobody's going to be in the hallway. They didn't suggest having a student peer walk with him. They didn't mm-hmm. suggest having a security guard walk with him. I just I just feel like they're not taking this as serious as it is. I feel like they're treading so lightly with something that is so serious today. And, and it I just fear for him. I don't even feel like our safety plan that we came up
2: with is safe for him at all. It's safe for him. Well, the f- the first thing that comes to my mind is that the child needs to feel safe to, first of all, want to come back. Yes. And how are we going to accomplish that? When we're back from the commercial break, we're going to talk with Ashley and we're going to talk with our other guest, Kathy, about more than one child being bullied at the same school. We'll be right back, everyone.
6: heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network.
5: Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even co-worker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family caregivers unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience.
1: To Might Radio. Do you have a question or comment for our show? Perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness. Please send an email to Gabriella Von Ray at gmail.com. That's G A B R I E L L A V A N R I J at gmail.com. Now, back to Might Radio with
2: Gabriella Von Ray. Hi, everyone. And for the ones that are just tuning in, we are here in Davenport with a mother and a grandmother's worst nightmare. Their um, child, both our boys, have been assaulted on their way from school, on the way home, by a bully. And they are basically stuck with getting the runaround and not knowing where to turn. Ashley, we were just in the middle of how can the school guarantee to you to have it totally safe for your son to return to school?
3: Well, the only way I see it being safe um, is that these children are completely removed from the school. Um, with their no-tolerance policies, I'm confused to as why they're even still there, um, because it's been recorded more than 20 times that these kids have done something to my son. Um, it's sad that the schools, do not they do not keep these records and the records do not go into my son's file. So um, the new school claims not to be aware of the situation that happened at the elementary school. But the only way I see it safe for him is if they're removed because I've been through this before, and it doesn't stop. It does I, not stop. I
2: totally agree. Okay, Kathy, tell me, what are your thoughts on here? You, you think it will not stop, right? This, Ashley's I, son is the target.
4: I know that this problem isn't going to stop. It hasn't with my son. Um, he's been bullied uh, since he started middle school at the same school. He's been pushed. He's been shoved. He's had papers knocked out of his hand in the hallways. He's had papers knocked off of his desk. He's had spit thrown at him. He's been called names that you wouldn't, like, she, like Ashley said, you can't repeat on radio. Um, the worst of it be- came last year, the last two weeks of school. Uh, these kids that had been bullying him knew they couldn't touch him, and so they uh, had it. A- My son is uh, is on the autistic spectrum also. Uh, mm-hmm. They uh, bullied another autistic child. To They threatened to beat him up if they didn't beat Damien up. So he was cornered in a locker room, and he was beat up, and these three bullies literally filmed this on their camera phones. I don't know how long it took my son to finally have the guts to tell a teacher, but by the time it got to the principal, the principal um, called the three kids into the office. They were told to apologize to my son, which they did, Um, and the principal deleted the footage from the cameras. I was never, I never had a phone call made to me from the school that this incident happened, Um, I picked my son up from school that day, and I noticed that he had scratches on the side of his face. Um, He had his backpack on and his seatbelt on, and he was uncomfortable, so I told him to take his backpack off. And his shirt pulled up, and I noticed that he had red marks that were, look, look, they were turning into bruises on his chest and on his stomach. And then I knew something bad had happened. And I got him home, and it took about 45 minutes, and he started crying, and he told me what happened. And then I immediately called the school, and I talked with the principal, and the principal said that he had taken care of the matter, that uh, he had talked to the kids, the footage had been deleted. Um, and I happened to call my daughter, who lives in Arizona. And she went on YouTube, and she literally found the footage of this on YouTube.
2: Oh, my goodness. But that's what I was just going to ask. When I listened to your story, I wanted to know, because you said there were three boys. I'm sorry? Boys um, attacking your, there were three attackers, right, of Damien. And so there was probably more than one smartphone where they recorded on. Yes, there were three. Does that boys. make sense?
4: Yes, there were three boys with the phones that recorded the the other autistic kid beating my my grandson up.
2: Yeah, it's terrible. I I find this heart wrenching. Have either of you two, Ashley? You two, have you? gone to the superintendent of the school or the school board? Well, I,
3: this is Ashley speaking. Yes, I, Ashley. I have gone um, there during the elementary time when he was being uh, tormented daily for three yes. months. They kept the assaulter in the classroom with my son. They would not remove him. Mm-hmm. And they told me, um, it was it was close to the three month mark, and my son finally stuck his tongue out at these kids, sticking up for himself. And then I was told that um, it was no longer my son being uh, bullied, but now he was retaliating by sticking his tongue out, so they could no longer help me. Um, but so then I went to the school board and I showed them uh, a papers. You know, I kept documentations, daily documentations of everything that was done to my son for three months, and I gave it to um, the person in charge of the school, who then had the boy removed from the class immediately the next day. But the bullying continued in the hallways, and the school called me because my son was saying things like, shut up, back to the boys. But, if you knew what these boys were saying to my son, um you would be shocked and and I know they were not calling their parents every day to tell them what they were saying to my son
2: so i just unfortunately, still- I'm not shocked anymore ashley i I am in in your country, in every state, and I used to be shocked last year when I started, but It's awful what they say to each other. I really, really realize that. And I also realize that you can't take the words back. So both you and Kathy need to explain to your children what these horrible words mean. Yeah. Because they trust you. But you're, for me, actually, first of all, both of you ladies are very courageous. And you're the best advocate of your own child. Yes. But I've been told, because as you know, from state to state, it's a little bit different, the laws. And I have been told that, and I'm more than willing to to help you guys or go with you, um, to go to the superintendent of the Quad Cities. In this case, I think we need to go to the Davenport superintendent, where I think you can do your story. And I think I was told that you can also present your case or your story to the county attorney's office. Yes. These are the only two places I was told that an advocate or a mother can go with a serious complaint. And I think that's
4: probably going to be the best solution. Through the past three years, or two-and-a-half years that this has been going on with my son. Um, The school secretary almost knows my voice by when I call. That's how many times I've contacted the school. Every time a bullying incident has happened, um, I have went to the school, and they've always said that they've taken care of the problem. I've, You know, it's not like I've ignored the, the bullying incidents. I've always went to the school, and... Tried to resolve these issues. It's gotten to the point now to where my son, my grandson. I'm sorry. um, He he don't even want to tell me things anymore because he's so scared. Every time that I go to the school, he's going to be retaliated against, if not by the bullies, but by the bullies' friends.
2: And it's I heard that a- from Ashley, too. I hear that yeah. from every parent. I think every time, I, I think he's right, though, a little bit, Kathy. And, and Ashley, you agree with me, too, don't you? Every time you guys go to school to indirectly help, the bullies actually make it worse for your children. Definitely.
3: It's, you see Definitely. I don't understand why we have to keep going back and keep going back when there's a no tolerance policy.
2: I mean what does that, that I mean? agree with you totally to me uh, no Ashley, but to me that you know, means- Ashley, nobody seems to understand the rules of the no tolerance zone. Yeah. So I, I think I, we and, and that's where I think I just just my thoughts. Um where I believe that a school district and a superintendent might be able to help us because I agree with you that I don't understand the zone part of the non-tolerance, but I don't think anyone really does. I don't think a child knows what it means. Um, When I go in schools, I ask what that means and the children don't know. And I don't know if you remember, but a lot of the principals, and in this case at, at the school of your two children, I don't think the principal totally understood either because he said that a child needs to report it, basically tattletale, right? Right. And I I kind of said, but the child is so afraid for the retaliation. Do you think that a child that has been bullied for more than three years would still dare to go to you? My answer, and I'm just a parent here myself, my answer is I don't think... My child would ever report it anymore because he or she has been proven throughout the last three years that nothing is going to change. Right. This is the part that I find so sad that your children are today learning through their painful experience that nobody can help them. Yeah. Yes.
4: And I had an, an IEP meeting yesterday with the school. And, um, in fact, uh, I had been trying to talk to my grandson about sticking up for himself. And, um, during this IEP meeting, um, I was told that my son had started telling one of his bullies to shut up. And, um, I was appalled that my son was being, rec- my grandson was being reprimanded for
2: telling this bully to shut up. I think
4: Ashley had exactly the same problem. Correct, Ashley? Yes, I have. And the problem has even gotten worse. My grandson now is afraid to use the school bathrooms. I believe that something horrible has happened to him in the school bathrooms. He's telling me the school bathrooms are unsanitary. And he's never before not been afraid to use the school bathrooms. But now he is. Um, and he holds it all day long and the first thing he does when he comes home is he runs to the bathroom and he won't tell me what happened he won't tell the school what happened but I know something had to have happened to him in the school bathroom for him to do this and that just started this year
2: and may I ask you something um, Kathy because it's important for the listener You you know both you You and Ashley, I mean, I think it's fantastic what you're doing. Don't forget, there are so many mothers in America with the same situation. So they get strength from your story by hearing how and what you've done to help, okay? Uh, So that's why I'm asking questions. And, And they're painful sometimes. So Kathy, when your friend found a YouTube of Damien, online, is that still in existence? And the reason I'm asking is not so that you can tell other people, but actually for you to watch it because maybe you see something on that tape that could um, actually help Damien. Um, actually, no. Um, it was my daughter that
4: found it and okay. um, as soon as she found it, she contacted YouTube and she had it removed. I wished I would have had the document, excuse me, my daughter document everything. Um, we didn't know it at the time. We were so upset that it was found on YouTube after the principal had said that it had been deleted, um, that it was even found on
2: YouTube. Um, okay, we just then wanted it removed. You know what I would ask your daughter to do then? I would ask your daughter to actually revisit those emails that she sent to YouTube. And actually ask if she can have the footage. I'm, not, I'm, obviously not on YouTube, but that it is your family member. And that uh, for reasons to help your son your and your grandson, uh, that you would like to look at the footage. Because I, I'm, I'm with you on this. Ashley, do you agree something happened to Damien that probably is in this footage? Yes. And, and I don't think you can help him because if you don't see the footage, how can you help Damien? Right. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back for after this commercial break.
5: Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment.
1: A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel.
5: is heard Wednesdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety.
6: Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines?
1: This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are tuned in to Might Radio. Do you have a question or comment for our show? Perhaps you wish to share your own stories of human kindness. Please send an email to Gabriella Von Ray at gmail.com. That's G A B R I E L L A. V-A-N-R-I-J at gmail.com. Now, back to Might Radio with Gabriela Von
2: Ray. So, and if you're just tuning in, we're talking about bullying and a mother's and a grandmother's worst nightmare. Now, the the more this interview goes on, the sadder I am because for both Ashley and um, Kathy, there seems to be no end to these problems with their children. And it also seems that although they've told their, the boys to stand up for themselves and they now try by saying courageously, which probably takes the whole day to get the courage up to go up to these boys and then to say, shut up. Um, Now they are talked about and reprimanded for having behavioral problems by saying things that you shouldn't say to the bully, which doesn't seem to be fair at all, right, Ashley and Kathy? No, because at
3: that point, I think it's the school's fault because they didn't handle the situation correctly and they didn't keep these boys away from from our children. And, And they're taunted and tormented all day long. And for them to say, shut up or leave me alone or stop talking about me, is then the school's problem
2: because they never they never fixed it if they would have been in the first me. place I then. I totally wholeheartedly agree with you there um, but I also believe that I I mean I believe that as a parent that the moment I send my child to school I expect expect that the school is safe that the yes. grounds are safe that my child will never be assaulted and yes. that whenever something happens the the slightest thing that they would stand up for that child that doesn't have a voice. So I'm with Ashley here. I think, Ashley, we need to, on Monday, really find out what the zero tolerance policy actually means, what they do to have it implemented, and to contact the superintendent. But you have gone so far, uh, Ashley, to use social media as a positive this time. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
3: Well, after talking to the police officer who told me that there was nothing I could do about my son having bodily injury, um, I felt I had nowhere else to go, and I felt like there had to have been more people out there experiencing the same thing with the school district. It couldn't just be my son. So out of last-minute frustration, I posted the picture of his bruise and and his story on, on the computer. And I have been flooded with stories all across our community. The same things are happening to these other parents. I mean, hundreds of children all around that are receiving no help. Not, not one of their stories has a positive ending. Not one. And, and that, at this point,
2: I'm not shocked. That, but but that makes like, you scared, too, of, of your ending of this story, yeah. right? It doesn't give you much hope, and I want to give you hope. I want to exactly do the opposite. But I hear something, and, you know, while talking to Bobby, uh, my manager, I really realized something. By getting the runaround, whether it is the police or the school, you get, as a parent, very frustrated, or Kathy gets so frustrated, and that creates upsetness even more, which, of course, your child feels then too. That's yeah. kind of what I call this, this bad snowball that, because your, your children in both of your cases see that you guys are trying really hard to make a difference for them and that it's not working. And this is where I really want you guys to understand. I think we all together can pick up the ball, but we can unfortunately not do it if not everyone does their part. With other words, we need to get the police, the educators the school board and the superintendent all to help this one child. Be I, safe I agree, in
4: school. and there's something that we need to let other people understand. Um, okay. Ashley's child and my grandson, um, they've went through all these years of school and have never had friends. Now, my grandson, just within the last couple of months, has finally found a friend. He's 14 years old, and this is the first friend he has ever, ever had, and that's sad Um to have your child going to a public school and never having a friend to talk to, to walk halls with, um, no. to to associate with, and there was even a point in time when he was having uh, his food taken off of his lunch trays. Um, they were you have an account now where you put money in their food food account. He was having these bullies, um, even having um, them. Bullying Damien, or bullying my grandson into buying them stuff on his account, and that got stopped. But they stopped it by placing him on the table by himself. Um, when I complained about that, they put him in a table full of girls. Which a teenage boy that is very um, shy and hasn't had any friends—you don't set him in a table full of girls. Um, yeah. It's just—it just it's just. It, they they always
3: they always punish the victim. That's been my experience with the schools. They always well, they
2: try to isolate well they yeah. isolate the victim right Ashley?
3: Yes. their their strategies they wanted to take my son because mm-hmm. he couldn't focus in the class with his attacker. They wanted to take him out and put him in a classroom by himself so he could focus on his work and then they said they would give him the option to join gym or music. If he wanted to, but the bully was in those classes as well. And, and mm-hmm. my response was, how I just thought that was silly to suggest that because then my son would probably feel like he was in trouble by being put in this room by himself. And then I said that he would probably be scared to come forward with further incidences for fear of being put in this room by himself. And, and I couldn't even fathom... Their strategies behind this because him being on the autism spectrum and having an IEP, uh, that was against his rights to even suggest that, you know, mm-hmm. because he has the right to to, to be in a, 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 cor- a classroom setting with, with other children and, and, and being safe in and, and, and a learning environment, not to be put in a room by himself when he did nothing wrong. And
4: during uh, during my grandson's IEP meeting, um, they kind of reprimanded uh, him because he is no longer coming forward and telling the teachers when he's being bullied, well, he's not doing it because when he does, he's either ignored or um, he's being retaliated against and I sat there, and I said, well, you know, you need to come forward, but I can understand why he doesn't.
2: Yeah. Yep. They're being Ashley tattletal. and I heard exactly the same thing, right, Ashley?
3: Yeah, they, they keep calling my son a tattletale and a snitch, and then he feels like uh, exactly. he shouldn't no, be telling. No, this is bad.
2: I, I need to interrupt you guys for something, because maybe I I, I actually think I have a couple of ideas. The, one of the first that pops up, see, this is what, what so much... Nice is when we can all put our brains together. First of all, on Monday, when you contact the superintendent and the school board, I think we could maybe, as a parent, you could demand for a plan, a specific plan. And maybe this weekend we can come up with a, a specific plan that would help your child and that wouldn't isolate him. And I'm sure that there are more children. And the second idea that I've had, as you both know, I work a lot in California with Project Z. And I know, Ashley, that, uh, and I agree with you, that zero tolerance usually doesn't work. But in this school, it really, really does, because they went back to the buddy system. So all the children that sit, um, for example, like you just said, Kathy, that sit um, at a table in a lunchroom with only girls, then a boy will come up and sit with him. And there is a whole system in place that nobody is left by their own devices ever. And if they're missing from school, like for example, the boy of Ashley, who now is home, right? Yeah. Um, they would call him at the end of the day and actually bring him homework, which also makes your child who is victimized and feel much more included. Yes. So I think we could maybe come up with a couple of really good points how to help. But the Project Z in California is done by students. It's not done by me. Do, do you see how useful, that's why I call it the yes. buddy system. It's done by, um, tell me, what's the oldest grade in middle school because I don't know these things. It's
4: eighth grade. Yeah, It's eighth what grade. Okay. He's in right now.
2: Okay, so that would be, for example, an eighth grader that would help Ashley's son, who's only 12, right, to sit with him and to create an atmosphere of kindness and tolerance actually around him where he can actually learn to be him. I have met children with this project that this was the first year ever that they've been in a school that they're starting to be happy and that they started to have friends. So the project is really working, but it's a project created by children for the other children. And I think that's where the secret ingredient lies in the success. Yeah, you know,
3: it's funny you say that, because when I put my son's story on Facebook, there were other children from the school who seen it, and they commented... Um, that they wanted to help my son, they wanted to be his friend, they wanted to let him know that not everybody is is it's a horrible me. person, and, and that's uh, fantastic, Ashley. that is good news. It's, I don't know, but when you when we were in the meeting on Monday or Tuesday, I'm sorry. Um, when you suggested the buddy system to the principals and stuff, they looked like they did not know what you were talking
4: about. <laughs> yes. uh, they don't do, do, have do. that policy. Um, I suggested that also. They don't have that. Yeah, they. what they said was "Is that's
3: something that's in elementary schools, and once they get to middle schools, they don't do anything like that. If you don't remember, yeah. Gabrielle, that's what they said.
2: I know. I heard that. But you know what, Ashley? The school that we implemented this together, the students and myself, and I go every month to check. So this is like, this is a real thing, okay? And it's already worked since March last year when we started kicking it off. And it works so well that, that there goodness. are like I said, there are children now. And and can I tell you how much fun this project worked? There are ex bullies that are now part of Project Z. That is awesome. Because we they have learned through how someone like this? your son by talking to him the damage that they do. And yeah. they didn't know. See, because if you don't bring everyone together, they'll never know. Right.
4: How do we get something like this implemented in a school that says that they no longer have anything like this? How do we get this? Started?
2: i will I will honestly come with you if you want to. as an advocate. Of course, you guys are are the parents, and you need to say the plan that you want, especially on safety, because that's something that I think is really important. Number one is the safety of your children and that they don't have suicidal thoughts because I don't want any child to be lost just because it goes to school right we need to save them so that's one and second I I can propose to the school board my my plan that we have a success rate with in California Yes. and I have heard from your Davenport school district that there was and I told Ashley this that there was an anti-bullying program in place but Ashley and I, in any case, I was slightly disappointed that, Ashley, what was it, the first day of school and that was it? I'm sorry, what was that? When, when we were at school, I kind of asked them what the plan was for the anti-bullying program, and they said, no, we do that only the first day of school. Oh, they said that
3: all they did was uh, had kind of a meeting or they taught they taught a small anti-bullying program, or basically, what they told me is that they don't have a program. But when I got yes. on the district's website, I noticed that there was a. Well, they say that there's a district-wide anti-bullying program called All Weas. Have you ever heard mm-hmm. of that? And when I, I went to never, administ-
2: can you repeat that? Well, what is All the name?
3: We All Weas. It was O L W E, um, maybe A U S. But when I went to the administration's building, I seen signs all over for this district-wide program, and I'm confused why the intermediate school that my son attends claims that they don't have a program.
4: Well, what's funny is when we get these weekly phone calls on Friday about school updates, the first Mm -hmm. thing on the phone call is about their anti-bullying policy. Yeah.
2: I'd love to be on one of those phone calls one day, please. (laughs) I think we always have a problem, guys. And one of the problems we have, and I told Ashley this, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news to say something like that, but I think we need to understand two things, too. Funding. I am unfortunately very, very little educated on the funding that schools get. But I do understand one thing. 99% of our problems today in our society have to do with money. So when it is good to put on a website that you have a program in place, but then the reality for Ashley and for you, Kathy, is that there is nothing. And that's because, A, there might not be money to do that, or if a school says that there is too much bullying in their classes and there is no attendance, then they might lose funding as a school for certain programs that they're doing. That is what I'm discovering all over North America, that that's kind of the golden rule. A child needs to stay in school as little um, complaints as possible because then you look like a good school, and then you get the funding that the teachers need to do their programs. Is that a little bit correct, what I'm saying, guys? Right, but what I find absurd
4: is these schools also get extra money for having um, autistic children in their school. Um, they're getting extra government funding to have these children in their school, but then they're not protecting them.
2: I know. Yeah. I really know they're not protecting them. Um, listen, I've been in the Quad Cities now for six months, and I've tried to get into the Davenport system, and it's, it's really not easy. And um, we have offered it for free on top of it, saying that we understand that there's no money, and it's still been really hard to get in. So I, I understand that you feel like there's a wall, of of things that don't function. But let's start brick by brick, taking care of one problem at a time. And I think if you agree with me, the first problem is the safety of both of your sons. The second, Ashley, I think you can help a lot with that is all those children that came forth to say that they were good students and that they were good people and that they have no ill um, wishes towards your son. Invite them tomorrow. I, I would love for you to invite them because if we can get these students to start rallying around Damien and around your son, Ashley, I would love to see that. Because that way we can have a sort of security that comes through other children standing up and becoming an active witness for your two children. How does that sound? How about starting like that? And and for the listener out there, I just want you to know that, again, I haven't met Kathy yet, but I've met Ashley. And she's really courageous for doing this. Because you know what? This is not fun. This is not fun. I've it's lost consu-
3: days of sleep, and I work third shift.
2: <laughs> yeah, and she's con- this is consuming her life, and she needs to have a little bit of fun, too, and especially her child needs to have fun yeah. and cannot see his mom this tired and exhausted. And Ashley has single-handedly put together an event for tomorrow. Ashley, I'm going to let you say where it is because you know this area better than I do. Okay. Um
3: well tomorrow um, at one PM we'll be hosting a uh anti bully seminar to address the uh epidemic of bullying in our community and it'll be hosted at um, the call ballroom. Um, I don't have the address with me right now but it, it is down on uh fourth I believe it's fourth street in Davenport.
2: I'll look it up immediately. It is uh, 1012 West 4th Street in Davenport.
3: Yes. Most people around here are aware aware of of what that place is, but um, I have invited um, someone from the county attorney's office, but I was told that um, they are participating in a polar plunge tomorrow, so I don't think anybody from the county attorney's will be there and I have left a message with the police department to ask for a police officer to be there, but I have not heard back yet. So,
2: Okay, you know know what? What, What's the most important is that we keep posting it, Kathy, you too. Let's just keep posting it, because there's one magical thing about Facebook. Um, I'm from the old-fashioned thing. I didn't grow up with all this social media, but I have learned that if you put it up, for example, at 8 a.m., That doesn't mean that a person that's only in the afternoon or at night on social media sees it because there's that many postings. So even if you think you're posting it too often, please post it every two hours because it's the only way that we can get people to see it. Now, students are more than welcome, please, because the students are... Our ticket to safety. The students are the only one that can take the power away from the bully. So please, everyone out there in the Quad Cities, bring your children, bring your grandchildren, bring your nephew, nieces. This is a family affair where we cannot let these mothers or grandmothers stand there alone. And we need to help these children feel that they're safe and feel that they're worthy. Is there anything that you would like to add, Ashley or Kathy? Ashley first. Oh, I'm sorry.
4: Ashley, go
2: ahead. I just
3: just forgot to mention earlier, you know, when when the police officers told me that um, the school needed to handle it, even though the the assault happened off school grounds, um, I forgot to mention that the same student that assaulted my son um, in elementary school again, assaulted him after school on his way home. And when I called the school to tell them, they said that there's nothing that they can do because it happened off school grounds. So now I'm getting, I'm, I got one story then, now I'm getting the complete opposite now. And I just want to know which, which is it,
2: you know? Which is it? I do too. We, we're going to get to the bottom of it. Kathy, one more word. We have 10 seconds left. Yeah, I just wanted to thank uh, Lee Wright when I when I
4: contacted her to get the call ballroom, and she donated the space for us to have the event at the call ballroom. Uh, it was difficult fantastic. for us to find the spot, and I really want to thank her for that. Um, and I did get a hold of Phil Yarrington. Um He's a former police officer. Um, he's going to be there
2: tomorrow also. Thank you, guys. It's fantastic. We'll keep at it. You both have my numbers. My Facebook, I'll be there, and we'll continue to post it every two hours on Facebook for everyone out there. Um, Thank you for um, listening to this show because it's really important that all of us help these parents and that all of us help to take the power away from the bully. It is only one child. Let's not forget that. Thank you, everyone, and next week we'll be back with another Mind Radio segment. Thank you, Gabriella. Thanks. Thank you, and i see you guys tomorrow. All right.
1: Okay. Thank you again for joining us this week. Might Radio with Gabriella Von Ray can be heard every Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 Pacific Time, on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week, and until our next show, think of a random act of kindness that you can perform.
0: and Management.